now tuned in to the podcast by creatives for creatives music nerds weirdos outcasts misfits and high frequency humans if you are out of place in outer space you've landed baby welcome to the trigger words podcast Trigger Words Podcast Podcast. Episode Number Six 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 Welcome to the Trigger Words Podcast This is the Becky with the good hair This is BDF and the F stands for flip (laughs) Doctor Doctor Woo Where the hell are we at right now? We are live at Espada. Espada Park, the heart of the south side, the south place side. that I don't even want to be a poser, dude. I never come over here. This is my first time sitting here in this location, but you guys just educated me. Uh, Sarah and Felipe just educated me. This is apparently where all the Spaniards, all of my people, were uh, colonizing and starting to do their thing. Pretty much, yeah. Long history. It's beautiful out here, though. It's really chill. Yeah. <laughs> just a quick message to my ancestors. Ew. We know what y'all did. Okay. And uh, anyways, here we are. We are shooting episode six. This is uh, unconventional. This is the first time we've done it. We're having a lot of firsts on the podcasts. So here we go. Uh, how was your week, man? How, how, did you, how did you feel this week? Feeling pretty good this week. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's been busy still. <laughs> we just dropped the Dwip album. Oof. Drunken Wizards Impersonating Physicians Oof. on that Mad Scientist tip. Yeah. And I like how you said, uh, please open up your mind, try out some new hip-hop, because it's not cookie-cutter shit. It's not going to be your uh, conventional stuff. This, Just like this podcast, it was a, uh, a, project, a project that came about because of the quarantine, because of all, I guess you could say, the free time, all of the reset that we had, and uh, Felipe started making beats. Uh, and the funny thing about the first beat I think we talked about is um, on Barzilla, which is the second song on the album, um, you know, like we were listening to a lot of Griselda. We did the no drums thing. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of new things on that album. It's unlike any project that I've ever done. I think maybe you could say the same. Yeah, same for me. That's uh, the first time I ever delved into making any kind of hip hop stuff and like putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very proud of it. And shout out to everybody who's been showing love online. Uh, thank you very much. It is available on all platforms. Please go check it out. The Dwip, and that is featuring Dr. Philip Smartman, PhD on the beats, and it is Arthur Barsworth, MC on the rhymes. So please check that shit out. Run up the numbers. Um, another great thing that happened this week is um, we got to play at Hymas Place, which is a brand new spot mm-hmm. in the west side, which is not yeah. far from us at all. And uh, we got to play with Los Nahuatlatos. I was a little skeptical at first. I, you know, I was, you know, feeling kind of tired. I was already a little drained that day, and um, as soon as we got there, we started playing. It was just fantastic. Uh, Sarah took care of the first set for you, because uh, you, you, you had gotten out later from work. I had gotten out a little bit earlier. Yeah. It was like a student holiday, so we weren't we weren't Dude, supposed yeah, to stay there all day. Shout out to Sarah. She's always stepping up. I know she's a busy bee, but she's out here killing it. 
helping us out, helping me out a lot. So yeah. thank you, Sarah. Yeah, the she's like the Capadonna of Los Nahuatlatos. She's like a, it's like she's in, but for some reason she's not in every group photo. You know what I mean? Oh but yeah. Her presence is felt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, but yeah, shout out to Jaime and Jaime's place. That is a, it's a really good spot. I actually really did enjoy it. I was a little. I was a little apprehensive because there was a lot of people there, man, and I have not seen, we have not performed to a crowd like that yeah. size since before the quarantine. Yeah. Easily, easily, because we've done a few shows, but they've been, you know, scattered. Everybody's kind of outside, social distancing. Yeah. But man, th like that beer line was ridiculous at Hymas Place, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude. Like, I remember, like, <laughs> it was funny because Luis was waiting in line for like 10, 15 minutes, and then he comes back and he's like, nah, dude. I couldn't get it. And then, like, wow. one of the Jaime's employees uh, came to us with a bucket full of beer, and we're like, oh, shit, awesome. I guess yeah. we're good then. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool there, man. It's a really big space, and everything's spread out, so that was cool, too. Yeah. And shout-out to Luis, too, because he actually busted a string during our last song. Well, it was supposed to be our last song, and they had us play for, like, another hour because they were so hype. <laughs> uh, but we were playing Kukulkan, which is just such a energy-filled song. And, like, I turn around, and I look at Luis, and Luis is changing his guitar string. I was like, oh. Oh, shit and then like you know before we did the last breakdown like he like came back in and that shit was like halfway on he's like fuck it and he still like soloed without like what is the e string yeah the, <laughs> the high e string the high busted. e a um and speaking of also uh the uh the dakota east side ice house jazz jam is back with the luis gonzalez trio sarah rocha and um is there a drummer that you guys have this fixed guy John Fernandez or John Fernandez. All right, cool. Uh, John Fernandez, Luis Gonzalez, and Sarah Rocha are doing the Jazz Jam again. That is open to all jazz musicians. You just have to come in, sign up, and just bring your instrument, bring bring your axe, bring your bring your brass, uh, bring your drumsticks. Please don't forget your drumsticks. Uh, Every, maybe yeah. maybe bring a mic too. You know, just in case, like just a mic. I'm sure there'll be XLRs and a, and a PA there for you. So, yeah, uh, man. Every Thursday, right? Every every Thursday, yes. Every Thursday at the Dakota. It uh, starts at 6 o'clock, and it goes all the way to 9 o'clock. So um, come out, show us what you got, and um, you know, just come be a part of the moment. It's fantastic. It's beautiful to see San Antonio, because San Antonio is so rich with the jazz sound. You know, it's a very yeah. jazz city. It's a very everything city, but jazz is very, is very prominent here. That's Definitely. my favorite jazz band, honestly. Yeah. I love to see them jam and then get other players involved that want to come out and jam because everybody's got something to play or something to say yeah and and texas right now is um is starting to like really reopen and really starting to get relaxed with the coronavirus stuff um so another place actually where you can catch lg3 uh most of the components of lg3 is actually a new place called tooties 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 a place for foodies and it's over there off of, by latuna off of seralvo street um it's actually a really good spot they have like this like french style brunch uh, okay. They have these huge micheladas. They have these really delicious mimosas. Uh, so shout out to Tutti and everybody over there. Uh, the staff is, is is great. There's like an astroturf in the backyard. Uh, it's socially distanced. Uh, it's out in the open. So it's a nice little spot. So cool, and, cool. and Sarah and, and Luis are doing jazz there on Sundays. And sometimes uh, shout out to Marco. Shout out to Francis. They both show up too and uh, yeah. you know, just plug in and play. So That's badass, man. I'm going to have to check it out soon because I've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one more place that I want to shout out as far as food uh, is our lovely neighbors over at Rosas Cocina. 
because they had they been hooking us up with tamales and they're supposed to have menudos on sunday so shout out to them they're always showing us love and they're always like uh, reposting all of our stuff so shout out to rosa's cocina dude yeah that food is good every time they have tamales or menudo it's bomb yeah yeah so um kind of to change the pace a little bit here it was kind of a rough week wasn't it it was uh it was yeah. a lot of it was a lot of death in the uh, musician community yeah um starting with the houston local oh yeah man johnny nash yeah the classic og johnny nash he he died this week man yeah. rest in peace to him yeah and if you're not familiar with him he uh he had that he his most famous song is the i can see clearly now the rain is gone so like that's one of his songs uh it actually came out 1972 but like one of the favorites also is like hold me tight that was 1968 and actually down to a a, a cover that we do with los nahualatos which is stir it up you know which is heavily covered but he did that one as well um who else died this week, man? Oh, man. I was so bummed to hear the news about Eddie Van Halen going. Van Halen. Such a legend. You know, they would call him the Michael Jordan of guitar <laughs> at his time. Straight up because he would shred and he would yeah. solo like crazy. He changed the game up. Amazing, man. Sad. Sad yeah. time. Yeah. I was never I was never a huge fan, but, you know, a lot of the mainstream songs, there's like, they're, they're hard to ignore, man. They're, they're yeah. jams that, like, you know, you see them in... in in movie scores and you know they're just they're just really really popular and they're also they've affected music in a way that probably i don't even know you know yeah. like there's a lot of you know hip hoppers that just love van halen and you know all that all that scene so you know can can buzz this um and then somebody else who died was the original guitarist for the red hot chili peppers jack sherman uh also not very familiar with him either um but you know um Hey, you know you got to give props, and you know, it, Red Hot Chili Peppers is a legendary band, man. It's, you know, it has to be mentioned. So yeah, rest in peace to all those all those musicians that that just um, uh, lost lost their lives, or you know, just if anything, just went to go see their their final resting place. Um, what else happened this week? Uh, did you catch any of the any of the vice presidential debate? Did you I did, that? man. I was listening to it at work. Yeah. And then the first thing I see when I pull up my phone, which is probably more towards the end of the debate, uh-huh. everybody's talking about this fly. <laughs> I was like, what? Jeff Goldblum was doing work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was crazy, dude. Um, I was listening to it uh, over oh, oh, uh, on my headphones as well as on NPR, listening to it at work. I was getting my work done, and I have my, my Bluetooth headphones. And I was just like, this son of a bitch doesn't stop talking, blah, blah. And also the same thing that you said, like, I really thought, uh, I, I was like, I was like, what the fuck is with this fly? With And I was like, holy shit, this guy has a fly on his fucking head. And then um, I talked to my mom the next day. It was super funny. And I was talking to my mom and I was just like, hey, did you see that fly on Pence's head? And she was like, dude. I went and grabbed the fly swatter oh, what? <laughs> thinking that it was a real fly because my mom is a pretty good TV. It's like pretty yeah. good uh, definition and stuff. Um, so I, I thought that was the most hilarious thing. I liked how everybody was saying like it was like a caca joke, you know, like yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> and it was, it was fantastic. It was like super funny. And then my mom told me the thing where she thought it was a fucking fly, dude. And I just, ugh, I just died, man. It was so funny. It was a whole interesting debate, honestly, like. They brought up some points where I was just like, what? Like some head scratches. I was like, really? And then Pence was dodging questions. He's like, I know you're asking me this question, but I'm going to answer 
I'm using my time to answer the previous question. Yeah. He just kept on ducking and dodging shit, right? And they're just going back and forth and all this shit. But I can't believe that that fly won that debate. Yeah. <laughs> it's the winner of the fucking world, dude. <laughs> Susan, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, uh, ignore your completely controversial question. You see, the American people. <laughs> and that was every fucking question, dude. But um, one thing that was cool... Kamala Harris just like threw it out there just like a fucking nugget. She just threw that shit out. She was just like, yeah, we want to work on cannabis legalization. Actually, she said marijuana, but we should start normalizing that marijuana is a racist term and we should just call it cannabis. Right? Yeah. So uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris is talking about uh, doing, uh, you know, the legalization of cannabis with Joe Biden's administration. So, hey, that's a little hopeful. Um, other than that, uh, you know, Afterwards, you know, Trump got Corona, all that stuff, and then they were talking about a presidential debate, and then they were, and then like Trump's like, well, if we're gonna do a virtual debate, I'm not doing it. So then they both decide to hold town hall meetings, and oh no, uh, Biden decided to hold a town hall meeting, and then like Trump is like, oh well, I'm gonna hold a, a, a town hall meeting too, and it's gonna be at the same time as yours. That's like baby shit, dog. Yeah. It's like little kid shit, man. It's ridiculous. God, he sucks, man. I am, um, and also like he didn't want to. He didn't want to have the, uh, the the power to get cut off. So whack. Fuck him, dude. Enough about Trump, man. What's up with sports, dog? NBA season's over. The Lakers won the championship, man. Did Laker kill the season? I mean, uh, did LeBron kill the season? Yeah, he did. He killed the yeah, fucking... good for him. He got a championship. It's different, but I saw actually that the NBA ratings, um, the TV ratings, were the lowest they've ever been. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if it's in part with the statements that they're making all like the black lives matter stuff or if it's just people are just kind of bored it's not the same you know without fans like i still love watching basketball but you know for like an everyday watcher who doesn't know about the sport it might be just a different vibe watching it like that you know yeah yeah um i, I mean when it comes to anything man music when it comes to comedy like i've been listening to the joe rogan podcast and he talks about comedians having live shows and it's just like if you don't have that crowd element, it's not quite the same. Like, even to our, our Nahualato show over at Jaime's, yeah. it's like the crowd. Like, I was headbanging, man, for like the next three days. I couldn't move my neck, man. I oh, was yeah. stiff. You know what I mean? Like, but that's only because the crowd was so hype. The crowd was so into it. And um, I just, man, I just had to fucking let go. So I can see how without the fans, without the drama, without the nail biting, without everybody just like yelling and just like, ah. You know, it's yeah. it loses a lot of its energy and its, and its aggressiveness. Definitely, I think it was cool though. It was like, for me as a sports basketball nerd, it was really cool because it was like pure basketball. Those guys were just playing the game, and they weren't getting any any of that energy feeding. They wouldn't feed any of that energy from the crowd during this whole time they were playing over there. But you know, like it was a different kind of focus to see in players. So that was interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Well, um, I'm kind of ready to jump into this episode. It's going to be such a great one. We got Joaquin Muerte with us. And, you know, we've been waiting to have this dude on the podcast for a while. I really wanted to wait. We wanted to do a bunch of crazy stuff in these weird times. Um, so we wrote a song with him called Weird Times. I don't want to fake the funk. We haven't completed it, but it's going to be amazing. You guys are absolutely going to love it. You're going to hear it after this. Before we jump into it, just real quick, quick PSA. Go vote. Go vote. These are weird times, and they're only going to get weirder unless we get a certain orange Cheeto out of power. So, go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Do something against these weird times. So, uh, 
Let's jump into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. These are weird times. Let's be weird together. These are weird times. This kind of loves forever. These are weird times. Let's be weird together. These are weird times. Our twisted souls are tender. It's been a long time coming. Uh-huh. Times are weird, strange, deranged, and queer. Fear not the change, but things have been arranged. Future, present, and past. If you really must ask this outcast, at long last, hit you with bomb blasts. Up and skilled assassins, still act crass, burn grass to chill, slap firm ass and squeeze. Every moment of life, blessing you receive. These are weird times. Let's be weird together. These are weird times. This kind of lust forever. These are weird times. Let's be weird together. These are weird times. Our twisted souls are Arrest best and men, should I be suspicious? Malicious world, it can't be vicious But hi damn girl, I risk COVID just for your kisses I can't breathe and I feel weak Stuck in the moment when our lips meet These are weird times Let's be weird together These are weird times This kind of lust forever These are weird times Let's be weird together These are weird times Our twisted souls are tethered These are weird times From the nine levels of the underworld known as Miklan, we call on the dark spirit of Joaquin Muerte. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Come in, sit down, friend. I shall. Pull up a chair. Get comfortable. Yes. As much as I could with this damn chair. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I cannot believe it. We finally got the man, the myth, the legend from Semilla, Calmeca oh. Squad, Los Nahuatlatos. You ready for this? Mariachis del Infierno. Oh, man. Eddie and the Valiants, Cancion Carnival Cabaret. And the Chica Next versus Alien podcast. What's up? Community organizer, ladies and gentlemen, Joaquin Muerte. What's up, brother? Baby? What's up, man? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, y'all? Dude, we're stoked that you're here. We've been talking about this episode for a while. Man, and looking forward to it. And also, you have been mentioned on every single episode leading up to this one. I've been paying attention, man, and whenever y'all mention my name, I get all nervous and shit, and like, I'm all, okay, we got a lot of shit to stand up for. I was like, did I actually do that? I wasn't paying attention. Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so we had to get you in here. Um, I feel like this podcast itself is a reflection of what you have started many, many years ago, so it's just this, another seed that has sprouted in, um, in uh, everything that you've already done for the music scene. And we had to get you in here uh, to talk to you. So uh, first thing I want to ask is, can we get a Sasquatch update? Oh man, <laughs> I mean, I, I you know as far as what's happening with the Sasquatch, like I think that uh, people in the mainstream lose interest, but people in the underground keep it like as much as possible. A lot of people are really into like updating when their fence was broken or when a rock was thrown and that kind of thing. And so just like whenever we saw people with the, with the prints, like they would give like Sasquatch footprints, it was like, um, we don't believe it. So there's like this like, yes and no about whether there is like true proof and that kind of stuff. But like more recently they did a, a they had, this guy had this hair of Sasquatch and he had it in his like, a Ziploc bag in his freezer for years and finally decided that he was going to take it give it to F the FBI they were going to examine it and do all these different things and he they they, they did the, the sample they checked it out they 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 gave you know it was like a month or something long that they, that they had the results send it back to him and then they were just like it's just a deer oh really? no yeah. Way. yeah 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 and the dude was just like dude I saw the Sasquatch. I experienced all that stuff. Like, nah, it's not a deer. Like, it's Sasquatch. It's uh, actually Himalayan mountain lion pubes. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> For real? Like, yeah. The dude was like, he was just like, you know, like just like everything. Like the UFO, uh, UFO community says, like there were, you know, uh, you know, balloons or, you know, uh, drones or, you know, and they always try to, uh, um, like, take away the idea that it might have been something that they saw with their own eyes. So it's the same thing. It's the same battle. It's like people won't ever. I guess 100% say whether it was Sasquatch or whether it was a deer. But now there's this other discussion about whether the Sasquatch is a interdimensional being versus an actual thing. Yeah. So like, you know, people were thinking that Sasquatch had a home, that they was building these little structures. It was like sleeping in the forest. It was sleeping in the woods. But then people are seeing it like in San Antonio, for example, like people saw it years ago in San Antonio. And some of the evidence that came out in San Antonio was like the most detailed evidence of like the structure of its face so that is the brow like, like, like I have like a little Sasquatch brow right here too so I guess let me just show you my, with my, my yeah, so I'm like 14% Sasquatch yeah. <laughs> on my ancestry yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah thanks to my dad I have this I have this little this little thing right here but like in the Sasquatch video you could see like how it's all like boom and then like boom like his nose is like boom and then like his throat boom boom and so there was like some of the biggest evidence that like San Antonio like had supposedly was outside of like San Antonio like in Bernie or, or some like North 281 or something I don't know, yeah. but you can find it if you like YouTube San Antonio Sasquatch San Antonio Texas Sasquatch you'll see like a really long video of this dude using like super boring mathematics techniques to to say that they saw a Sasquatch and it had a big brow. 
We just we want to believe. Yeah, we <laughs> want to believe, Joaquin. I dude, promise you. Sasquatch himself wants to believe, man. Poor <laughs> Vato, <laughs> dude. I heard he can like teleport and shit like that. He just like like he knows when there's cameras around and shit like that. Well, think about it, right? Like whenever we see things like the Sasquatch or UFOs, like they're always fuzzy video, right? Yeah. So like think about it, like if if UFOs can travel interdimensionally, if Sasquatch can travel interdimensionally, what is the idea of interdimensional travel? We are like, we as existing beings on the planet are moving molecules. We are at a, we are spinning at a certain amount of time and a certain amount of rate in the space that if we, if, if like, for example, like a monk can like, he can like meditate himself into like pure calmness and then just like like start a fire like in his hand, right? Like if they can do that out of pure meditation, right? Like what are other things that we can actually do as beings on an existing plane, right? So like we are on a planet that is made up of the same stuff that we are made out of. So how can, how, what is the idea that we ourselves can call onto this energy or even not call onto it, but learn, learn how to use it, learn how to be a part of what is the planet instead of being so stuck on what is you know, material things, and we're so focused on these little, quick little... What they teach us in school. And... Dude, everything. Like, even just, like, as children, like, when, you know, like, nowadays, you know, it's hard to get a kid uh, off of their um, their little iPads and stuff, and it's like, you know, they're so stuck on the light, you know? It's like, what if we were teaching these kids to, like, interdimensionally travel as, as when they were little? Like, I mean, you know... <laughs> All right, we're going there. <laughs> Early. <laughs> I'm just saying, you Early. know, so, like, so, for me, it's like, when we see those fuzzy videos, maybe we're not seeing... Uh, the actual thing itself, but maybe we're seeing like this like being that is in tune with what is the universe. It's like we are these creatures created in order for the universe itself to just like entertain itself or for it to be like a living soul. Like your like the way that your gut tells you when you're hungry, you know, like the way that your heart tells you when you're like when you're you need to breathe or that kind of thing. Like same thing for us. Like if we can tell our own bodies or the universe can tell itself that our little beings, us here together, are all made up out of the same thing. So basically, I am you, and basically you am I. You are all together. We're all the same thing. No matter what's, you know, no matter how your hair looks or how light your skin or how dark your skin is, we're all of the same, the oneness of the universe. Yeah. And the universe itself is just like moving us, you know, which you know goes along with the question of like what the universe wants for us to do in the future or in the past. You know, it's like what are we here for? Yeah, man, it's going and it's going. It's just, you can't stop it. We're here, going along with it, growing together as the one thing. Not a lot of people really realize that, you know? And, you know, it bridges off into another question, you know, like the cryptozoology thing, you know? Like, I feel like it ties into all that stuff. Um, can you, like, briefly explain what that is and what attracts you to it? Yeah, I mean, so I was fascinated by cryptozoology since I was a kid, man. Like, I had... Like, I remember, like, my cousin uh, Missy, my cousin Gloria, the, the Diaz-Kersman uh, clan over in Del Rio, they used to have this encyclop Encyclopedia Britannica, like, set. You know, like, when you were a kid, you would get the whole set, and then you could, like, order them online, and it would come in this big old box, and you had, like, this... So they had this one you would pull out, and they always remembered the, the, which one it was. You would, they would open it up, and they would, like, open the book, and right in the center of it was, like, this, like, cryptozoology page or something, but all I remember was the bats. And it was about vampires. It wasn't about bats, but it was about vampires. And it showed each of the bats with vampire heads, with like human heads. And the artist, or illustrator, whoever it was, the Encyclopedia Britannica of the time, was so good. Like each one of the heads looked like like a Theo or a Thea. Like it was, dude, it was oh, yeah. super creep. 
I've ever since then, I mean, even before that, like my father is a the great storyteller of San Felipe. Um, shout out to my pops, dude. Um, yeah, shout out to my pops. He's, Early. <laughs> he he is a um he is a great storyteller and he's been telling a story yeah, since we were little, man. So like I've always been fascinated with the mystery dude of things and so like um I don't know. So uh that those are the things that uh, opened me up to really wanting to get deeper into what is you know the cryptozoology like and I think I can't man I'm Rasa, dude. I ain't gonna be able to define what the fuck cryptozoology is, but I'll tell you this: it has something to do with animals that have been seen but not fully discovered. So, like Bigfoot is considered a cryptozoological animal, right? Cryptozoology, a, a, a creature of that, right? But some cryptozoology creatures that had been found were like it was like a kangaroo of some kind. That was like it was like a kangaroo monkey or something, and like. They actually found it. They had film of it. And they found it in a tree. And then later on, they were able to find the actual animal. And it was actually making families. And it was becoming a bigger animal. Mm -hmm. And it, it got out of cryptozoology list and became a species that was, like, known oh, as a species. So, like, you know, so some people actually discover what is, like, you know, cryptozoological creatures and stuff. And But then there's a bunch of stuff that's really out there, like, you know, the Loch Ness Monster, you know, like people know that there's giant fish in the water but like then you have like little like i mean not little because for example like you know the loch ness you know the lock of the lake where it is in ireland or whatever it's huge but the creature is supposed to be like dinosaur size and you know dinosaur size is like you know massive know. you know massive so, yeah, yeah so you, you can't yeah. imagine that like that yeah. something like that comes out of the water like that so i miss her nessie yeah she, yeah dude. i remember i was much younger and i saw a book at the library about the Loch Ness Monster, and I was like, holy shit, this is something that exists in this world? Like, a big-ass creature that lives in a lake? That's fucking crazy. That's fucking cool. Dude, in my hometown, they used to talk about it all the time. So, like, in my hometown, if you drive out towards, like, El Paso, like, going towards, I guess, what is it, west? I don't know. Um, if you drive out towards El Paso, you see, like, people hang catfish jaws, like, for the biggest catfish that they've ever, like, caught. They'll hang them like on their front, right in the front like thing, and so like some people have said that like they've seen catfish jaws as big as like human beings at our lake, Lake Amistad, and so like Wait, when I, jaws of the fish as big as human beings. Yeah, like just the just the jaw itself, meaning Holy that the shit. fish itself was like you know whatever quadrupled so size. So the fish was could pretty much feed on humans if it wanted to. Yeah, I don't if think, it was around. Yeah, or that no no I'm saying this is recently. Oh shit. Yeah, so like um so like you know but I don't think catfish feed on human beings or blood and that kind of stuff right like they're like whatever they eat whatever but um but physically speaking they could they were massive yeah. yeah they were massive they were massive inside the uh, supposedly massive in lake amistad which wow i don't know man i don't know you know Crazy. cryptozoology right there man i Crazy don't know things, man know? the supernatural and all that how would you say the supernatural influences you as a musician whenever you write music or lyrics or anything um so i'm a big dreamer man like uh I mean, one, I'm connected. So I'm a danzante, um, uh, uh, conchero danzante, azteca danzante. Um, I've been doing that since I was a little kid. Um, spirituality has always been a thing. Religion has always been a thing. Um, I love all religions. I love to study all religions from Christianity to Buddhism yeah, to, yeah. you know, to Native American spirituality and all practice traditional ceremonies that, are, that have been here for like, over 40 to 50,000 years, you know, 
Um, and so for me that like, so what, whenever we say stuff like, um, you know, like, agarame los manos, adelante, vamos juntos. Like, it's not just about movement. Like, it's about us as creatures. It's about us as people. It's about us as spirits. Like, so it affects everything that I write. Like, it, it affects, like, the, ways that, the way that I believe we should coexist and, and not as, like, races. Like, say we were to, like, take out that social created, uh, you know, barrier, right? Like... We, we would be existing as humans. We all need to drink water and breathe air and, and, and have sun and that kind of thing. And so for me, like spirituality is like, like huge on what is to writing music, what is to, I mean, my influences on how I interact with people and everything. Um, but I also am like super into like supernatural, which is like natural. Then you have like, right, you have the plane of natural, which is like where we are right now, maybe. And then you have, I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the set that Sarah Rocha put together here. It's beautiful. <laughs> and if you're in podcast land here, see it with your ears. <laughs> yeah. So there's this thing right here, and there's this thing right here. For all those in podcast land, there's this one thing right here. Don't forget about the other thing over there. Oh, hey, hey. And this thing. There's one thing over here. <laughs> Don't look at that thing. Yeah. <laughs> right here behind the bar. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, so uh, so you have this plane of natural right existence, and then you have this like supernatural plane of existence, and so that's like what I think a lot of people believe like supernatural stuff is like ghosts and like spirits and like demons and that kind of stuff. But like if we're th- we're talking about the thing that we kind of started off with with this whole like the spinning of molecules and that kind of stuff, and 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 the interdimensional traveling and that kind of stuff, like how supernatural is a ghost? when they're also probably existing in the plane that you and I can see. True, I see. You know what I'm saying? So, like, is it supernatural? Is it not? So then, like, whenever we pray, for example, like, people who pray to God or people who pray to the dark or people who pray, who pray, or people who talk to themselves in the streets, who's not to say that those people are on a plane of what we consider natural but supernaturally connected. So, like, I always tell people who, like, say, like, I struggle with depression and that kind of stuff, I'm just like, well, you're trying to keep yourself in this, like, natural little box here. You're like, your heart hurts, and you're, you can't seem to get it together, but here you are, like, in this box. Like, open the box. Like, you know what? Like, break the box open. Like, your existence cannot be put into this box anymore. Your body is in your heart, and your spirit is telling you just to break from that natural, this, like, plane of existence where this earth is and exist on a supernatural level. Like, what is it to be like this, like, freed spirit? Like, you know, there's a lot of things that keep us in our box, like, work. I mean, we have to work. We have to work in this existence. But, like, dude, you come home at 11 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else's schedule is 8 to 5. You're getting out of work at 11 o'clock. The rest of us are wishing we can kick it with you, but you are at work, right? And so our happiness to exist with y'all's two and during the day ain't happening with me which sucks because now I'm because work is basically holding me back from my plane of happiness yeah and dude we want to talk about the coronavirus even more so dude like people are saying stay home stay home and okay we're doing it for people we love and that kind of thing but here comes the true test how much of your happiness is within yeah. And how much of that medicine did you collect? Like the like the chipmunks and the squirrels, they go and they collect all the nuts. Like how much how much nuts did you put in your mouth? 
Wow, man. Yo, I, you're absolutely right. And you know what? At least for, for us, I think that this pandemic brought the best out of us, right? Like, we started a podcast. Felipe and I just dropped an album. Like, it's been, it's just been the best. So, but you're right. It's been a very reflectionary time during these pandemic times mm -hmm. and everything. So, it's... I mean, it's bananas, man. Blessing in disguise, right? Some people, yeah. you know, they, some people go to jail and they come out and they're like, you know, they're mechanics or <laughs> engineers or they have stuff that they're very proud of. They, they graduate from high school or even get a college degree. But other people don't, you know? So, like, you know, shout out to people who didn't come out of the pandemic. Well, like, you're not alone, you know? Um, I am and am not struggling with post-pandemic you know it's not over it's not over Wait, what um, is that post-pandemic what is that post well post-pandemic like meaning like after the pandemic is is over but yeah. like it's like, not over like post-pandemic pardon post-pandemic part oh, wait, that's like is that a thing i mean yeah we can make it a thing right now dude yeah, here. where's yeah, the paper i'm gonna sign it just sign the contract sign. copyright <laughs> that shit right now but yeah i feel you you know what i mean like it's okay to have gone through a tough time during the pandemic because a lot of people did. We were lucky, some might say blessed, blessed. to be able to have had like the, what you were just mentioning, like the inner uh, happiness or whatever, you know? That's also kind of a new thing, I think, for a lot of people. Like, this was the time for them to realize, oh shit, I got to be happy within myself to be happy in, the natural plane right because like when or, you're sitting alone and at home just with your thoughts it can be a tough thing or it can be a good thing for whoever you are depending on who you are yeah man i mean to even for you to be to to experience a pandemic like when it happened like it was like march april like mid-april we were just like holy shit this is really happening but i remember when it, when it began in march right it was like, I remember talking to y'all and I was just like, dog, isn't it feel strange? Like, isn't it just strange? And then like April, May, we're just like, we're in it. So for people at this moment to want to go back to that normal box that they had, yeah, it's like, why would you, man? Yeah, I, the thing that really did it for me was like, I remember when South by was canceled, I was like, oh, this is for real. Like, this is for real, for real. You know, it's funny yeah. that you say that because like, what do they call that? Uh, people who are, who are just used to getting what they want. South by Southwest is very much a, I'm used to getting what I want thing. And so when they cancel stuff like that, right, for example, like when they cancel the Conjunto Fest, right, like, you know, hey man, it's not gonna happen this year. A lot of people, a lot of the raza here in town were just like, what? But like, okay, you know? I understand. But South by Southwest, oh no, that doesn't get canceled. That happens anyway, so when it got canceled, it was like, I was gonna fucking overdose this year during the Tame Impala set. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait to walk around Austin holding my shit all day. You know? Yeah, but you know what? You know what's crazy, man? Like, speaking on inner happiness, on the flip side, we're also doing that. Flip side? Flip side. Flip side. Flip side. Uh, also, rest, rest in peace to Flipside Records. E e rest right. in peace to that. Well, I was my ho uh, my homeboy from Eddie and the Vines, Gil Cuellar. It's his family. Charlie, man. Um, and his sister passed away. She was the one that was running that. So, rest in peace. Rest Gil's your sister, man. Presente, man. Este... But you know, speaking speaking on you, where you were talking about an inner happiness. On the flip side of that, there's a lot of people. Like for example, I think we're up to like 
five suicides a day related to like coronavirus. Like as far as like, I lost my job or a significant amount of like family members passed away because of the coronavirus. Um, you know, just whatever. Your life is just changed in such a way that you just can't go on living. Like that is a new thing too. A lot of people are dying because of the pandemic due to sadness, due, due to For just sure. not be like not accepting this reality, not accepting what we what the cards that have been given to us are. Western culture <laughs> and Western religion, right? Well, whatever that to a lot of people that means Christianity, right? Is to say that that's a wrong thing for people to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not here. I mean, I know that we're trying to keep it positive, but I'm like, I'm in, I'm trying to under things from another understand things oh, from a whole other. Free, it's free, man. We talk from another box, another plane. So for the listeners who are tripping, eh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, open your mind. She's not taking these mushrooms for yeah. her podcast. <laughs> open your mind. <laughs> Anyway, so, um, yeah, but, you know, dude, first of all, be sad, dude. Yeah. Just be sad. Like, be real good. Turn on a freaking sad song. Dude, if if you're having, going through a heartbreak or you lost family members, there's no purpose in trying to force happiness. Like, dude, just be, just go with that, that, uh, that vibe, that energy, man. Just feel sad and feel good. Listen to, like. It's a feeling. It's a we have a feeling we have to exist in, but the other thing too is like you know suicide is a tough situation, man. And I, I you know, it's a, it's crazy, but you know sometimes and just in a weird thought, and I have these thoughts all the time, is some people just ain't made for the plane of existence sure. in this existence. And just like you introduced me earlier, we have the nine planes of Miklan, right? There's other planes of existence and the Egyptians and the Aztecs and the Mayans believed in it mm-hmm. and you lived for those in those planes of existence for years before you actually what they so-called believe that you actually died yeah. which is like you're forgotten and you're truly your soul is completely released from the universe and so like I mean you know like you know they have suicide hotlines and if you know the number for that like call them up if you're feeling like you shouldn't be trying to go but just like I'm saying the Joaquin Muerte the, the nickname comes from this right like Death is just another plane of existence, and you're leveling up. And you're leveling up, man. Yeah, it's so, a beautiful uh, thing. So, uh, and there's a there's a word for it. I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's called bardo. It's on this book called the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. Is where I read it. Ooh, man, um, it's, it's a great book. And basically, they have this word called bardo, um, and bardo is pretty much like uh, the 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 living world is one bardo. Death is another bardo. And I actually wanted to talk to you about another bardo. Um, you, I, I, there was this, you know, I, I have this relationship with you that's been great. And I, I see it like kind of like AC or BC, AC, like from the time that I knew you to now. Like um, there, was, there was a moment when you told me, where you talked to me about your wild dreams. And that's mm-hmm. another Bardo too. That's another plane of existence. Right. And I remember one day we had this crazy conversation because sometimes you call me like while I'm at work because you know I do work late as you mentioned. And sometimes we'll have these great conversations on the phone. And I remember one day you told me about just one of your crazy dreams, and I was like floored. I was just tripping the fuck out, man. I had never heard anything that crazy before. Um, I was wondering, would you mind maybe 
briefly sharing one of your dreams with us and you know just kind of let us know the sort of things that you go through in the dream bardo yeah man um so um i guess i i i don't know how to begin with my dreams but like just to and maybe y'all might have heard this in my own podcast right mm-hmm. um but when i was about maybe five i remember my dream yeah and a lot of people don't even have so, you know when the, the conversation about when was your first memory right as a living person mm-hmm. you know and some of us can instantly like see that in our mind right like we can see our first memory like some of my first memories were my dreams and when I was a little kid, I had seen post-apocalyptic dreams. I remember seeing nuclear, uh, nuclear bomb mushroom clouds as a kid. Um, I saw post-American uh, c- Civil War uh, dreams, like um, dead soldiers in the streets. Um, and I was Almost as if you were there, like... Oh, no, yeah. Well, let me just clear that up real quick, man. All my dreams have been like a livid experience. Like, I'm living in my dreams. Nothing is ever... There's some times where I'm dreaming and I'm just like, okay, this is obviously a dream because like, you know, for example, like I'll like, oh, I need to walk over there and I'll like jump and I'll be all like, whoa, like I'll like jump all like far and then like I'll be in the sky and then like I'll land and then I can do it again. But there's some times where I'm dreaming and I'm like, you know, like I'm actually living my life in my dreams. And most of the time I I can, I am myself. And, you know, a lot of people have experienced what maybe some some people have experienced, some people don't, but there's a lot of conversation about how it's impossible to do certain things. For example, you you shouldn't be able to see the time when you're asleep, when you're dreaming. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't be able to, like, see yourself in the mirror. You cannot flick the lights on and off, too, right? Yeah, something like that. There's there's a whole bunch of, like, list of things that people say they can't do when you're dreaming, but, like, I've seen the time in my dream. Um, on on a watch or on a oh, clock, fuck. I've seen myself in reflections in my dream. Um, you, you see yourself, myself, self. Yeah, like I guess. Yeah, like, like, like I, Yeah, yeah, like in my existence, like the, the day. And sometimes I'll see my, I'll look at myself, and I'll be other people. <laughs> all like, uh, what was that show with the dude? The little, the he, he had that little thing, and he'd be all like, pew, boy, pew, 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 and then he would like, he would turn to another person. Midnight Gospel. Nah, it was, this is an like old '80s show. Oh. Um, Ah, oh, whatever, whatever it's called. My, my, me and my dad used to sit and watch it all the time. But anyway, so I guess I can. So one of my dreams. <laughs> I do. I'm gonna put it in the in the comments when I remember. Um, it's, probably, it's probably gonna come to me like in. A, it's probably gonna come to me like in some like random whatever thought. Um, I'll be sitting at a restaurant, uh, not wearing my mask. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> a lot joke. of jokes. A lot of jokes. Jokes. <sighs> anyway, so. Um, yeah, so one of my dreams was more recently was that I traveled. Oh, so I was vi- meeting my parents at San Pedro Park. There was a storm that was going to be a deadly storm, kind of like a disaster, and it was hitting San Antonio. I to- I drove to San Pedro Park. I told my parents that's the easiest spot for us to meet. We meet there, and tornadoes start to drop. A tornado. They're my my about ten. My parents are getting in their car, and they were getting in their car, and they look exactly like the way they look now. Like they're older. They're getting in their car that they actually have now to the stupid van that my parents own. <laughs> and a tornado drops, picks out a tree from the ground, and hits me in the head. I'm out. Like I I go out. It's hits me hard enough that I can hear it. Like so. I don't know if y'all ever gone underwater. 
and you you go underwater and you hit two rocks together, right? And it's like, yeah, like it, I felt that on my head. I just felt like, and I was out, right? I was in, I knew I was dead because I could feel total peace, but it wasn't like a peaceful peace. It was just nothing. I was like, it was quiet. I couldn't feel myself. I couldn't think, but I knew, and I was in blackness and not like my eyes are open in the dark blackness. Like my eyes were open inside my mind, like the blackness of my inner self, no lights, not even the thought of light, not even the thought of existence. It was quiet. It was dark, but I knew, and I just knew in my consciousness, I knew. And then I woke up and I was walking out of a house like out of a light, like walking into the light. I walked into a light and walked out of a house and it was like a suburban house. Like a, like a, the whole area looked like suburban area. And it was at a moment where it seems like either the sun was rising, but it was before the sunrise rose, like early, early morning, like what around here, it's like, it's still dark around five o'clock, yeah. but like between five and six, there's like this, like you can, it's not dark outside no more, but it's not sun. Or dusk, right? When the sun's about to set, or the sun is set, you can't see the sun no more, but it's not dark yet. It was like this in between, right? And the sky was, you could still see the stars in the sky, but there weren't stars in the sky, it was just black. And some lady was just like, do you want any sandals? Like, you know, you're welcome, come, come outside, come sit outside and, and relax, you know? You want any sandals? And I looked at my feet and my feet were bare, right? And I was walking on this really soft grass and I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. You know, like, you know, this grass is soft, the cement, you know, whatever. And I looked down the street and there was a bunch of people hanging out, like national night out. Like everybody was outside. They're all kicking it on the, on the, on, on, uh, on the porch or on the driveway. And, you know, uh, there was kids running around and there was people and they were talking and they were conversating and everybody's wearing kind of like the same thing. Uh, it was like a, like a, like a cotton top and bottom. Right. Everybody was wearing the same things like cotton shirt and, and the bottom cotton bottom pants. Like it was like it was like a like, you know, like the beach suit or whatever. Sounds a little cultish. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But like so. So I was like really like I don't know what I'm doing here. Like I have no idea what I'm doing here. Um, and so the lady was like, you know, uh, have a seat. And so I kind of sat down and I, it was like a kind of a chill chair. And I kind of sat back and she was just like, you ever any good music or books you've been reading and stuff? And I was like, yeah, there is a book that I've been reading. And, and there, yeah, there is music that I listen to. I love music. I'm a musician, but I couldn't remember anything to tell her. And she was like, yeah, I'm check out this book I'm reading. And she showed me the title of the book. And I looked at the book and I read the title and I told myself, remember that title. Of course I forgot it. Um, <laughs> But so Such like our dreams, yeah, dude. <laughs> Such as dreams. So I was like, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna remember this book, and and uh, um, at that moment, like an like an announce, like I, everybody kind of looks into the sky, and in the sky there was this woman, and she was floating, and her like dress was flowy, and it looked like if she was in water, but she was facing down, and she was looking down onto us as we were looking up to her and there was a floating woman and she says um attention uh you do not be afraid you are in transition 
uh, you will see, uh, you know, like she kind of gave us instructions and she said, when I'm done speaking, you will see a light flash and you will begin your new life. And so the, she kind of like disappears into the darkness of the sky, right? And then this little like aluminum looking colored, like blimp looking kind of a spaceship goes right above us and just like, just like the light flashes. And we all are standing like in blank space, like blackness, and we're kind of all floating. And I could see everybody like in the distance and all the land is gone, all the dirt is gone, all the grass is gone. Everybody's just floating in darkness. And people are just like transforming into things. And I look at this old man next to me, and the old man next to me turns into a bee. And I was like, whoa. And I looked at this dude next to me, and he turns into like an old man. And it was just like, boom. And it just disappeared. Bloop. They just disappear. So then I'm like, okay, what's going to happen to me? And then like, I just disappear. I wake up and I'm in this, like, I'm on this, like, in this cement, like concrete, like downtown looking area. And it's like a shopping mall. And there's the, the, the walls are all glass, but it's all online shopping, but you can go online shopping Dude, I don't know how. Like, <laughs> I remember I could see it in my mind. Person, <laughs> I could see it in my mind. There's like these cement blocks, and from the cement blocks, there's these glass coming up, and people are buying stuff, shopping, and then they're it's basically shopping online, but in person. And all the window, all the windows and the walls are all glass. There's no like, there's no like, enclosed doors. It's all like basically looks like it's all outside, which makes me think like, oh man, like what if this is what if this is the future of like our shopping experience, right? And um. So I'm walking, right? And then I like look in the mirror and I'm a woman, dude. And I'm just like, whoa. I was just like, I'm, so I'm walking and I'm thinking like, oh man, I'm walking too much like my old self. Like I'm kind of walking like a barbaro, you know, I'm all like, Ugh. so I like start, I started kind of shaping up a little bit and kind of like started walking kind of prissy and I'm kind of just like, oh, you know, and I start kind of thinking like, you know, like I better look like a woman and not people be like, what's wrong with this dude, you know? <laughs> and so like I'm walking and I'm walking into one, one room into another room and I'm seeing people shop online. And, uh, and some guy like looks at me like as I'm passing by and, you know, he kind of does this whole thing like, oh shit, look at that ass. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, and I was, and I was kind of like, how, how rude. <laughs> and I was thinking like, man, like this is already going, it's like happening. You know what I mean? And, um, I was like, this is it. Like, I, I, this is my new life. Like, this is my new life. I'm gonna have to get used to who I am. I'm gonna have to start working on my personality like i'm gonna start developing myself and i'm gonna change i'm gonna call myself megan <laughs> i was uh, dude i was thinking of i was thinking about everything that i can possibly do to become this person that i had become in my dreams that is, i didn't even know it was a dream first of all and i was trying to basically think about all the things i was going to become this new person this new life like i had to let go like i was i had let go of all my things i had let go of my life i had let go of my my prized possessions i had let go of the music I let go of my home. I was like, this is a new person. This is a new start. I am excited to start over. Later, old life. Here we go. So when did you have this dream? It must have been like a year ago. Oh, okay. Pretty recently. Yeah. Okay. And so then um, I I was like, all right, like this is it. And then my alarm goes off. <laughs> and I woke up. And I, I was myself. I was me walking, right? And I, I woke up and I was just like, What happened to my vagina? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, no. <laughs> no, but I started to cry. I started to cry. Like, I literally, like, I literally went into tears because I was ready to start over. And I don't know about people in the world, but like, life can be really rough sometimes, or it could be even just rough to be in a good place. 
Like I could say right now, like I'm in a good place, but it could still be rough to be that. And so when I was able to let it all go to start over, I was excited. And when I had to come back, I was disappointed, but I was yeah. so disappointed that I teared up, dude. And that was really the first time that I started thinking about my own existence and how much of how, how life is short and how happy I need to be. And it changed my, it changed my perspective, dude. Just a hundred percent changed my perspective. Wow. So, so wow, man. And I mean, and I think you told me, I'm not sure if it was that dream, but I do remember you saying something like that where you thought, oh, this is over. It's finally over. You know, like all the hardships of this plane, even if it's just this life, you're like, it's finally over. And I love that. And I love that you are the guy that's um, starting to to document and kind of uh, lead the charge with that, with your with your podcast, Chicanex versus Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, could you could you briefly tell us a little bit about what it is that you talk about in the podcast, and also tell us a little bit about what your production uh, process has been from when you first started to now? Yeah, so um, so the Chica Next versus Aliens podcast is a podcast that I that I, I basically edit, produce, direct, and perform, and whatever. Uh, All by myself. myself. <laughs> 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 nah, um, but um, anyway, if anybody, a shout out to people who are really good at editing. You're welcome to come help. Uh, I could always. <laughs> if there's anybody, anybody here shot. in this house that can help. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. Um. Anyway, uh, but anyway, yeah, so Chica Next vs. Aliens podcast is a podcast that I run, the, the X-I-C-A-N-X versus Aliens. Chica Next, the X in the beginning is for to recognize indigenous people, and uh, um, the X at the end is to recognize LGBTQ. So that it's an all-inclusive podcast, except I do not interview white people. Um, and you can be light skinned and be of, of, of people of color, you know, with the, the with the indigenous or black roots. But um, I'm not um, interviewing Caucasoids. <laughs> <laughs> Call it whatever you want, man. Dude, I ain't being racist, but I just want to say though that like uh, I think they've spoken to enough white people about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so you I mean, know it's, it's exclusive to people of color. Yes, you hold that space for. For them that a lot of people are not doing right and so basically what's happening is that like a lot of people um are a lot of people a lot of people that get interviewed are white folks um and they're all over the tv they're all over the radio and that kind of thing so like um for me i'm trying to capture brown and black folks voices in order for us to kind of also be a part of the narrative but also a lot of black and brown folks, when they tell these stories, they don't get, they're not, they don't, people don't believe them. Right. And that is a disease in itself, a disease that people of color are never believed when it comes to the seriousness of their existence. For example, like uh, black women um, die uh, disproportionately in hospitals because people don't believe how much in pain they are. And so they'll get left alone. More recently, a Canadian Native American woman uh, was was yelling for pain, and a white nurse was like, "Oh, be quiet! Like you're so dramatic! Like just be quiet!" And it turns out that she was in really a lot of pain. She ended up dying not too. And she turned on a camera because she was like, "I want people to see the, what's actually happening to me. I, I'm in a lot of pain, 
I wanted people to see how they're treating me in this hospital. She turned on the camera. She died not too long after that. So in the exaggeratedness of on the far end of that, but still with that same energy, I'm collecting uh, the narrative and voices of people of color and LGBTQ folks of color about um, cryptozoological experiences, about UFO, uh, UFO abductions, ghosts, paranormal, occult, cult, uh, uh, you know, uh, dark magic, black magic, uh, Satanism. I want to hear people's stories. I want to hear where they come from. I, I want to start interviewing some, I'll probably do like a small amount of like Christian folks of color to really get like their perspective on spirituality because I really want people to, I want people to see the spectrum of our understanding of what it is to be a brown or black person of spiritual, of, of plain and that kind of thing. My process is real simple, man. I take my phone, but in the beginning, I would take my phone, I would ask people who I knew, for example, I think one of my first um, interviews was uh, Ashley Renee Kellum. Um, she had Chicana from the South Side, uh, and you know she believed that she had some relations to uh, another planet, and she wanted to tell her story about when she was abducted by UFO, which ended up not being an actual abduction, but she was being dropped off on the planet to live her life and exist on, on, on an Earth plane. And so our conversation was amazing. I, I basically recorded it all on my phone, and then I just put it into the Anchor app, whichever of y'all want to. Anchor, y'all can pay me for that shout out. <laughs> uh, it's all here's your five cents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like fucking half a penny and shit. Yeah, right. Uh, here's your point zero zero three points of a cent. Um, so I put that into Anchor. It, Anchor distributed, it, and then people started to pick up on it. I started to invest money into you know microphones. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, what is it, Pro Tools and a computer and I was able to now start kind of doing the maybe somewhat of a process kind of like y'all, y'all are like surpassing me like a mug um, but like uh, you know basically I'm able to record people uh, and I have it mobile too so I can take it so like one of my uh, first mobile conversations was where I invited Andre uh, shout out to Andre uh, Bates, I, I invited a bunch of uh, homeboys from uh, Gilbert from um, Barrio Barista uh, Lori B and uh, myself, and we had a conversation about uh, present-day conspiracy theories, pre-coronavirus, BC, BC before <laughs> coronavirus, because then all, a whole bunch came out afterwards. But this was kind of stuff that we had been talking about for years, and I'm able to sit and have and have a conversation with them. And then I edit it all in Pro Tools, add music that's like you know that I that I have, and then I put it out again on the Anchor app, and I'm able to get it distributed. So. Well, it's it, it, you've done process. a fantastic job so far since the first episode to now, and um, and he also does do paid sponsorships, folks. So hit him up. Uh, we used one for Radio Tierra as well when we first released El Cucuy and we started releasing the first album. So please go check out that podcast. Um, I actually just got a signal from uh, our producer. We're gonna try to move along just a little bit quicker because I think we've gone on for almost about an hour now. Dang. So we, tr we, we wanna try to keep it you know, under about an hour and a half because it's a lot of editing. So if you don't mind, we're gonna kind of go through a little bit more of a lightning let's round. Let's do it, let's and, do it. And, uh, and we're, I, I really wanna get to all these questions. One word answers, do only yeah. one word answers from here on out. No, no, like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> surprise, happy, excited. <laughs> pass, pass, I don't know, pass. I'm just kidding, go. So, <laughs> so do you wanna tell us about Shishino the shark. Oh or my the potato God. party. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> going Nardwar! We're going Nardwar, baby! 
Shout out to Sochi. <laughs> Shout out to my sister, man. Asochitzin, a.k.a. Silly, a.k.a. Bubbles. Yeah, I'm putting AKA, it out there. A.k.a. Brat. A.k.a. freaking Bratty Bratness, Brat Queen. <laughs> freaking Bratskis, freaking Scotch. Feeling the love. I feel it. I feel the love. Shit. Oh. So, um, my name is Joaquin. Uh, nickname Kikin. I've always been called Kikin since I was little. Uh, my my babysitters and uh, it's always been my nickname. My uncle Richie, rest in peace, who passed away from COVID, man. So COVID real, COVID real. Uh, shout out to uh, to my family the Diaz again. But my uncle Richie used to call me Shishino from Kikin, Shishin, Kishishino, and it became mm-hmm. a thing. I was being called Shishino. He used to write, he used to sing this song. It was called Shishino the Shark. And so the reason he called me the shark was because did she tell you this? No, she oh, did. She, did? I mean, she was like, I was like, do you think you'll talk about it? And she's like, oh yeah, go for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. <laughs> um, so uh, I was a titty baby. Titty <laughs> boy. I was, you know, I was breastfed up until I was about 12. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I was like, That's I, think why I so know where smart. this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was breastfed for, I was breastfed as a kid. Um, but you know, like, all, Dios manda. <laughs> like all babies, you start to get to the bite phase and you start to let go. I was trying to suck on everybody's titties and I was biting, <laughs> and I was biting people. Uh, and I had this urge to, to really like like really bite into people's and so like a lot of my tias, a lot of my cousins, they all have bite marks from me when I was a little kid. Uh, so my uncle started calling me Shishino the Shark. Oh man. He had this whole wow. song and the song goes something like Shishino the Shark, Shishino the Shark. He bites everybody, Shishino the Shark. And then every time I go home, because like you know, my family was in Dorio. My, I'll walk in the door and my mom will sing it. She's like, first thing, she'll be all like, she, she know the shark. And she'll just be like, yeah, whatever. Oh, so man, tell us about great. this potato party. <laughs> Dog, my sister's so wrong for this. It's not that bad, dude. This is, it's, this is nerd stuff. Yeah. But like, I was, a, I was, a, I was a, uh, a vegetarian for like eight years of my life. Eight uh, years? Yeah. And Holy shit, that's a new one? I didn't know that shit. I was a vegetarian for a long time. I, I'm not a big meat person. so I like he was a water burger for, for, for the first few years <laughs> yeah. that I knew him. No, that, yeah. Well, you met me recently, man. Like, yeah, I basically was. But um, I was a vegetarian for a few years of my life. Almost eight years of my life. And, and um, I was a horrible vegetarian. I was super heavy. Um, and because I was eating all the carbs in the world because that's the easiest thing. When I would go home, my grandfather would be like, you know, because I was a vegetarian, he would intentionally tell me, like, we're going to, like, gut this deer. And now he'd make me, like, skin deer and cut deer and stuff. And then after I would skin it and cut it, he'd be like, okay, we're going to cut it into pieces so we can share it. So, like, I'd be, like, hacking this, like, deer, like, and I'd be all, like, go, you know, going home to eat, like, a freaking pasta with, like, you know, marinara sauce. He did it on purpose because he wanted to teach me a lesson. Uh, but he knew that I wouldn't eat the meat that he would offer me. And, he, and, and it was, dude, like growing up, like especially as a native person, you know, deer is a special thing to share with people. And my grandfather was doing that with me. But the lessons were being like loaded into my old memory. And now I bring them back and I'm grateful for my grandfather. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so he would throw, he, I had a birthday party and he said, come to the house. I'm going to throw your birthday party. And he threw me a potato party because that was the only thing that he knew that he would make me barbecue-wise. <laughs> and he, dude, he gave me this potato that was like as big as this. Like it was this giant freaking potato. And he was like, eat that. And I was just like, what? And so like, you know, I opened the foil and I, it's like this giant potato, it's like a huge potato. 
And I'm just like, oh, like just scarfing it down, dude. And then my grandpa would be all like, eh, see, potato party. Potato party, potato party. Yes. So, so that's just like the thing. It was like my cousins and my sister, of course, she always says a potato party. And it's like, whatever. Wow. Thank you, Sochi. Really appreciate the intro. Really, Sochi? Really? <laughs> really, dude? Really? So as we know, you are the original Nahuatlatos band man. Do you have a favorite Nahuatlatos story you'd like to share with us? No. <laughs> no. Uh, not, not on record. Yeah, no, no, I can't. There's nothing I can say about like that. Like a gig story? No, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> okay, I'll tell one story. This is, so, you know, when I, when we started Los Nahuatlatos back in the day, it was me and a couple of the homies. I, I can name them, man. I, I remember it was a good memory. In an attempt to really write the book, which I know we're talking about that in Bear Bass, but I don't know where that stands. So book, book folks, you're welcome to jump right back into it because uh, the COVID really kind of knocked it out of our plans. But um, when me and Pablo started the band, uh, Pablo Mancias, uh, we were kind of trying to figure out, you know, how... Uh, oh, you mentioned some of the names before. So like we used to be part of a group called Semilla. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we, you know, me and uh, Kiko Viamisa, shout out to Kiko, man, he's still, Kiko. he's still my yes. homie. Um, when we were kind of having beef and drama, which is all in the past now, it's all squashed. Um, we we formed we formed Los Navalatos, and in in the process of wanting to become something still cultural, but still something kind of abstract and that kind of thing, um, we had this, we had the Navalatos form up, and then not too long later, we introduced Nicolas to the group and that kind of thing. As we started to introduce new people to the group, right, we had a whole crew of people. It was like, like there was a, a nice crew of like six or five or six at the time, and uh, we started playing gigs at Salute. That was a blessing, dude. Like, shout out to Salute. Like a lot of people who are like and rest, also rest in peace. Also rest <laughs> in peace. Um, Asnes Dominguez is the owner uh, of Salute. She still she still kind of has a lot of the stuff, um, she, which is a great history of Chicano music scene history. Um, the Salute for me was like what people, uh, whenever they have like La Botanica, um, is kind of like to them, but you know, it's a whole nother vibe. Like I can't say it's the same thing. It's totally different things. But when I say like rest in peace, Salute, I'm really remembering a ton of great memories. As this Dominguez trusted us with first Friday, dude, in the Salute world, that was huge because everybody was trying to get into Salute, but she loved the way that Navalatos had this like conjunto vibe and that kind of thing. And, um, dude, when we would play Salute, we would pack the house. But Salute was, like, as big as this room here, so it was, like, easy to pack the house. But, I mean, like, dude, talk about, like, shoulder to shoulder, dude. Would not exist in Corona times. Not at all. I mean, dude, we were so sweaty. We were breathing into each other's mouths and shit. And so, like, it was crazy. It was crazy wild, dude. And so, like, every first Friday, it would be, like, lined out the door. Salute was so totally packed. And so um, people started to find out that Salute was a spot for those Nahualatos that was this up-and-coming Chicano soul, Chicano band, this, uh, this Chicano roots, Chicano roots fusion, um, and people were like coming to come into the spot. So we had this dude uh, who was used to write for the Current, and he was like, what was the name? Of that what's the name of that dude from The Voice or whatever, Simon. 
He was like oh, the Simon Cowell. Yeah, so he was like the Simon Cowell of like the current dude. Oh, I've heard the story. And so he, so he, <laughs> he comes over to Salute and he says, "Look, man, I'm not gonna be there the whole time because if y'all could start early, so you know we would go on like at nine. So he showed up like at seven. What so like hell? we were, I mean, you know, whatever, dude. We were sober as hell. You know, usually we're on a drunk vibe, like just jamming and chilling and drinking and whatever. But he comes off super early. The place was empty with just us and him, and he would just like he sits down. And he doesn't even like introduce himself. He sits down. And he's just like, he looks at us and says, "Go ahead." And we're just kind of like, "Okay, cool." So, you know, as as the Navalatos can do at any moment, we can jam at the drop of a dime and feel it a hundred percent. No matter if there's a crowd or not. So, in the history of those Navalatos, that has always been the vibe. So we do that. We're just jamming. We're jamming. So like, you know, we're giving solos to people and we're freaking, you know, we're just going into like this like Chicano vibe and. Um, I remember Nicolas was just like, yo, hit him with the hit him with the solo. So I'm like, man, I had a, I had this new theme ball and like I'm just like you know, and it's all like I'm just freaking giving it to him, dude. And I'm feeling this whole like I'm feeling it, dude. I'm like hitting the theme ball in all these places that it's making these ring and I'm like hitting them. And so like anyway, <laughs> a week later, right? Like cause it comes out on the Wednesdays, it was released on Wednesday. A week later the the article comes out and it's like this dude he put it out there and there's a picture of nicolas right in the front hitting the microphone he's like seeing it's a microphone and the title says the night of the pinche timbal oh yeah <laughs> and this dude is just Hater. like yeah this dude was just like the sound was so loud like these guys are crazy like i don't even know what they're playing like and then like the Joaquin, the drummer and uh, founder of those Navalatos, is just ran, you know, like just hitting this drum and it's all loud. He's like the pinche timbal was ringing in my ears and blah blah. Dude, total. It was our like first article in the current. We were all excited about getting to the current, and it was a trash article, dude. I mean, the guy wrote he wrote the article very well. I mean, whatever, uh, from a literary standpoint of view, but uh, he was, <laughs> he was he, eloquent in his shit talking. Dude, yeah, dude, fucking like, totally shit talk the star. So when we were, we were like, so that was our first article. So I was like, dude, I have that shit framed in my music room, man. Like. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Not my favorite now, not the story, but that's the one that I can release on public. <laughs> Yo, you know what? That's that's actually crazy. That leads into my next question. Um, uh, I think we'll ask you one more question, then we're going to get to the uh, listener questions, because we actually have quite a few, and we'll have to run through those, through those a little quick uh, so we can start to start to wrap up. Is it me somewhere? No. Um, so, Joaquin Muerte, it's in your name. Death. It's an inevitable part of life. I know that you're not worried about dying. I know that you're not scared to die. Not that you necessarily welcome it, but you, you know, you'll embrace it once it comes, right? Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, not being worried about death, but are you worried about the legacy you're leaving behind? Even, even though you know, like even through your dreams, you know that after this is done, it's done. Like, are you still worried about the legacy you're leaving the simulation in this bardo, whatever you want to call it. No, no. Next. Next question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, man. No, um, as you know, I I don't have any children, um, blood children. Um, I do have. That a, we know of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just kidding. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, and I think that a lot of, especially Rasa, believe that that's how they fulfill their legacy. Um, I don't have any blood children to, that are going to continue the blood or the name of my family is very proud of their last name, the Abrigos. Um, I'm proud of my existence within the relationships that I have with my beautiful family and my blood and my friends, y'all. Um, 
But when I go, I go. And it's funny because I was thinking about this on the way over here, and these are just thoughts that I have all the time. So I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to think about this on the way to Arturo's house. Yeah. yeah, so uh, as I was driving over here, there was a funeral, and there was um, a traffic stop in the middle of a very busy, a very busy kind of intersection. And, um, you know, the police were stopping people. And, you know, the police are always so rude. They're just like, <laughs> you know, kind of like, you know, stop. You got to stop. Everybody's got to so, stop. Yeah, we got a fucking corpse here. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, you know, don't. If, when I die, like, I don't want no car parade, dude. Like, what is that? Like, what is. what is So our, pretentious. Well, what is the celebration of death, right? Like, how. Why. And, and you know, and, and does it have to be done by car? Like,. You know, I'm not blood related to any cars. You know what I mean? Like, why does a car have to be thrown into something? Like, you know, you have to drive your fancy car to the Jika cemetery and drive it all through the town. Like, nah, man. Just like, people tell people to show up to the spot where I'm going to be tossed into dust, you know? Yeah. But, um. Show up to the after party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. And I can munch out till you want to sleep, you know? And I remember my legacy. But, nah, I'm not, I'm not worried about leaving no legacy. Actually, I think we had this conversation like about releasing music and releasing podcasts and and I think this thing too like I thought about this yesterday as I was leaving y'all's place yesterday from a rehearsal um, about how I want to do like a comedy skit I always think about comedy skits I want to do a comedy skit about jealous musicians being jealous with each other oh, right yeah. because like dude like you and I me you Flip and, and me you Arturo and, and Sarah and everybody who's in this project's we're all part of all these different projects. <clears throat> and like when I'm in some of my other projects, I'm in a whole other space with a whole other group of friends and my energy is completely different. And I'm happy there. And so like if, if I see you in your project and your happiness, like I'm like, dude, go. But it's so funny because musicians get jealous about that stuff. Like, oh, yeah, well, how was your rehearsal? So it looks <laughs> like you're putting a lot of energy into that stuff. I'm just like, dog. So, like, for me, fulfilling a legacy of music, right, for example, right, the Navalatos, if I was to die and y'all were to continue, like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it doesn't hurt me to think that. For me, I want y'all's energy to be ex expelled, expended, spent as much as possible before you go. And that's what I want to do. And, like... You know, unfortunately, <laughs> like I've never, I haven't been able to meet a beat maker that really gets me on a hip hop level because when I, before I started singing and playing drums professionally, I was a hip hop artist. I was a rapper first. And, um, I've never been able to meet somebody who can meet my needs beat wise that I, in my head have my own, but I've never actually had access to beats for me before I die. I want to release a, a solo album. That's one of my projects. And like it's funny because I always think about that super meme that says like somewhere in your hometown there's somebody who there's still wanna be a rapper. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and and that one hits hard for me too. Yeah, yeah, because because I'm I still consider myself a rapper and, and I'm from a small town. Um, but like, you know, for me that it, I want to be able to release all my creative energy and then if I die, good. It's kinda like when rich people die and they still have a lot of money. Like, you can't bury none of that shit with you, man. Like, give it out. Just give it out. Just give it all away. So I think the same thing with the legacy of who I am as a person. Just, dude, y'all can have as much as me as possible. And when I die, laters. And then when y'all die, right, if I was to meet, say, for example, if I was to meet y'all's kids, right, and they say, oh, like, yeah, Joaquin was one of my favorite deals, you know, musical deals. That's my favorite deal. Then y'all die, and what they have in my memory is all they got. And then when they die, whoever's their children are and so like for example i don't know who my great 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 grandfather is 
right? So in his legacy, he's already forgotten. I don't know his name. I don't know what to call him. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being in the forgotten. I'm okay with being in the void. Beautiful. That was a beautiful answer, man. Yeah, being at peace with that for sure is a big thing. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on to these listener questions, man, because it's getting really heavy. (laughs) Move from the get to... Hey, sorry for the great questions. Yeah. (laughs) So who we got first on the listener questions, man? We got... This is the the episode that has had the most listener questions I, I, I want you to know. So... So real quick... Vicky, shout out to Vicky. She asks, shout out Vicky, what's up? What planet do you think we will make contact with first? <laughs> um, oh, they're good questions too. <laughs> so I believe we've already made it. Um, I think um, there are there are groups of people who actually believe that there is a uh, universe congress, a universal congress that meets on a regular basis to update people on the on the um, the uh on how the universe is doing how our our galaxy is doing so like you know there's history i think back in 1940s maybe 1950s there was history of a man that came from neptune um he he was he introduced himself to the uh, the government the government talks about how uh how he spoke to them in their mind first and then he was able to build trust with them and then he was sat on certain meetings and they kind of talked about what his purpose was on the earth he was from neptune um, right now, there's talks of Mars, and, and you know that conversation is getting more and more easy to be a part of, and more and more, um, uh, more, more and more so, our technology is allowing us to go there. But I, you know, uh, Vicky, just to kind of address the idea too, is that like, um, who's to say that you haven't been in contact already, right? Like, so open, open, open your thoughts, open your mind. Open your mind. <laughs> Um, the idea that uh, we need to jump into a metal can to travel the to planet is, uh, I think, it's a thing of the past. Uh, it's kind of like you need to jump in a car to 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 travel from A to B um, when that that's a social construct. So like, let go of the social construct. Where have you already traveled in your mind? And most likely, you've actually already been there. How was that, Vicky? <laughs> Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, and remember, remember, we live in the Milky Way galaxy, which is one of quadrillion, infinity amounts of galaxies that exist in this universe. Um, only people who have uh, slept and have astral projected into space have seen the end of space, and they've described it as such a weird place. So, you know, who knows what we who and where we've actually traveled uh, to. So, yeah. Heavy, heavy. And um, I hope you can take a little more of the heaviness. This one comes from our boy, Luis Gonzalez. Oh, man, what's up, Luis? And he's got he's got a pretty heavy question. Dr. Footloose. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bring that one out. He simply asks, why? Why not, homie? That's what I'm saying, yeah. But, but really, when I saw your question, right, because I saw this before, I was thinking about our relationship, man. And, you know, I'm grateful for the way that you and I have melted uh, into this musical existence. But I remember when I first saw you play, I looked at Nick and was just like, I hope he accepts the fact that I want him in the band. And you were so humble at the time <laughs> that I was like, I was like, uh, he, he's, <laughs> now he's like, no, dude, 
<laughs> we all like, can we do this? And he'd be all, no. I'm like, all right, let me sit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go home, <laughs> packing my shit up. No, no, but no, but you know, at the time uh, when you know you you were, the projects that you were a part of, you were kind of like so willing to to kind of go into stuff. And I remember some of your first shows, but like the things that when you're when when you shared an idea musically, right, without words, with no talking musically i knew that we had to coexist in a closer kind of a way and the relationship in our music has been so important so like not to like be on the nuts or nothing at least but um but why dude why really <laughs> why man it's really like i think about how to, i think about how grateful i am for all the relationships that i built and sometimes i sit back and think like why was i allowed you know and so then, you know, I always think about the things that I did wrong, too, and think, like, you know, shit, any of this stuff can be taken away. Why? Good question, Luis. <laughs> Thank you, Luis. I think I'm going to, I'm trying not to tear up, homie. <laughs> Dude, and you know what, just, just real briefly, he asked, he, like, submitted the question, like, three times. Like, on my story, on the Trigger Words comments, on some other thing, like, he texted me, he was like, why? To what can I ask why? So, there we go, Luis. The answer is 42. <laughs> it only took like 30 years to get that answer, but... Okay, we got another question from uh, Hugo. Hugo Funes. Funes, or Funes. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. What's up, man? Bear Brass. He asks, who was the first band you ever played with? Uh, shout out to my homeboy, um... Alex Hernandez and Laura Torres, who plays with Mbasta, uh, my homeboy Alex uh, Hernandez, who plays with a group called Aparato in L.A., and then this dude named James Denny, DJ Sutton, who was a he was a he was a turntablist. Um, we used to have a group called Mente Sobre Materia, oh shit, and that was a it was like a, a Chicano version of like Deftones meets uh, Rage Against the Machine. It was political, it was heavy, and it was it was rap. Um, DJ Sutton was one of the two when I do homeboy James Denny who was a firefighter right now he's an amazing firefighter um, he was a break dancer and a DJ when in a small town where none of that shit existed Alex was had already had like this like um, what's dude, the people on this podcast are gonna come in but what's the name of the uh, Tom Morello yes um, <laughs> he already had like Tom Morello techniques on the guitar before you know in the little town where we were performing and we were playing at the park, and people invited us to play at the park, but that was my first band to perform live. Um, the actual band that I played with before that, which I would say would be the first band I ever played with, was right out of high school. It was called Purple Yen Poison, and that was like hardcore metal uh metal band wow. and uh and i and shout out to people who got their start in hardcore metal bands and became these musicians like dan uh daniel delgado who um he didn't say it nothing man on your podcast no he did. He, did he did but he, he did like guitar player dude but that shit is on youtube homie you can what? find yes oh, yes oh, you I, dude, I ain't gonna even tell y'all but y'all have to look it up uh his pops was the one that showed me his those videos man and he's playing hardcore metal yeah, but um, but anyway, yeah, uh, I was a I was a vocalist. I've always been just a vocalist for a lot of these bands, and I've always wanted to play drums. Um, and when I finally started playing drums, it was like the best thing ever. But yeah, Purple Yen Poison with my homeboy Eddie uh, Flores and um, Laser and all the homeboys, man. Shout out to y'all, I miss y'all. Badass. Um, we have Rafael Ramirez. That's a homeboy of mine from uh, way back. 
he asks, why are you such a chingon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? Oh, man, I'm... Uh, <laughs> gay. I'm not, man. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually a little person. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, man, uh, you know, a lot, something, something that I, I heard more recently was said, trust the process. One thing that I learned about San Antonio of a scene is if you show up enough, you can become a part of anything. Um, and I was showing up to spots. I was showing up to so, so many spots that it was hard for me to become part of anything, so I had to do my own thing. And, um, and now Alatos is a project of, of me just trying to make, create my own space and have people come to it. I don't consider us chingons. I consider us a work in progress, but we've done so much work that like people are like, whoa, but like there's so many things that I want to do. I want to write a children's album. We have such the capacity to do it. You know? That bean and cheese. Bean and cheese on corn, corn dude. Man, that's so good. <laughs> My favorite taco is bean and cheese on corn. Bean and cheese on corn. Bean and cheese on corn. My favorite taco is bean and cheese on corn. I want to eat a taco with you. Ralph's going to love that fucking answer, man. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not, man. I'm not. Let's hang out. <laughs> He's got two small children too, so he would love that. Let's go. Um, Sarek Gutierrez. Did I say that right? Sarek, uh, Sarek I think. Sarek? Oh, Sarek. What's yeah. up, Sarek? Yeah, he asks, how are you so fly? <laughs> oh, man. We like to call it Pachuco Casual, homie. <laughs> I was born and raised in a barrio, man, like uh, cholo, Cholismo and Cholo uh, style has always been a thing. Um, it was... A, it was when I was growing up, uh, I was just following in my parents' footsteps. My father was an old pachuco. My mother was a brown beret. It was about representing raza and the at the fullest all the time, and uh, I never let it go. And it's funny because I met this I met this vato in San Antonio who knew people in Del Rio, and he said, "Man, Joaquin, he, he's a wannabe chol." And the guy said, "Nah, man. Ever since I've known him, since he was literally dressed like that, and uh, I've always dressed like that, man. Like it's just a thing for me to dress." Uh, Kind of like uh, uh, in that style, Pachuco Casual is kind of like the dress code for those Navalatos too, man. Like yeah. when you're gonna show up to a gig, Pachuco Casual, man. That means <laughs> trying to keep it a little dark. <laughs> well, you know, I just a little advice from. I like it dark, man. I like it dark, yeah, and yeah, dark that's spirit. That's what's fly. That's so flashy. So fly. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, Sark, you're fly too, man. What's up, homie? Like with all them drums and all them cool. Equipment. I went. Uh, I saw Sark's set the other day. I was just like, "This dude, man, is a real deal, man." Yeah, he's and he's an instructor, so he's uh, he's out there. And I, I, the damn thing. And I asked him. I said, "Yo, man, can you give me lessons?" And he would just say, "Come over, man." And I was like, "How much?" He was like, "Just come over, homie." I was off. All right. Never went over. I like that price. I like that price. What's up, Sark? So, uh, Mister Mister, don't tell me what to do. Oh, Ryan man. asks. <laughs> If you had to choose between being a drummer or a vocalist, why would you choose trombone? And he said, nope, just kidding. What would you choose? <laughs> um, so, um, shout out to Bear Brass and shout out to Ryan, man. Like, um, originally, I'm a tuba player. Uh, I was, I was, um, I was, I've been playing tuba since I was in sixth grade. And I did a couple years in, at, at uh, Sackford University uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing the tuba. But anyway, um, I always wanted to be a drummer, and I was—I had been messing around with drums since I was a little kid. But just like y'all said in y'all's episode, and I related to this so much. Um, when I went to a, 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 to, to band tryouts, I was given the tuba, and I didn't want to choose the tuba. I wanted the drums. So, I, uh, and 
the back of my mind for years, I was hoping to get the tuba. I mean the drums, but I had I played the tuba for all those years, which taught me how to read bass clef, and um, so I had I had been singing since I was a little kid, and that was uh, something that um, I just naturally had. My mom sings, uh, my brother and my sister sing, and so um, I I already I had already heard. I told uh, Ricky Ray Wu this the other day is that um, I had heard the overtone series as a child, like in my mind, and whenever I heard sounds of any kind, so like. My mom would turn on the air conditioner and it would be all like, like I could hear, and then I could hear like the harmonies of it. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, so um, as I was naturally a singer and it just became a part of me playing the music, but I've always wanted to be a drummer. It wasn't until I was playing with Kiko that Kiko said, yo, man, bring a drum. And I said, cool. And then he, and after we had been playing drum for so long, for just percussion, he said, do you have any money to get a drum set? And I said, I'll raise it. And I raised it, and I learned how to play drums. And uh, so uh, well, which one would I choose? Uh, if I could be a better vocalist, I would choose vocalist. If I could be a better drummer, I would choose to be a better drummer. Yeah. And, but Where's so, the devil at? Where's the devil at? <laughs> Let's make some deals. Yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah, for real. Bring him on. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I, I, I still can't choose, man. So I guess I'll just pick the trombone. <laughs> oh. Bringing it back, son. That's what did y'all thought? Brian. What That's did y'all thought? <laughs> That's what's up, man. We've got one more listener question. This one's from Francis Strombo. He asks, "Do we have free will, or is everything predetermined?" Yeah, laying it on thick there. Ooh, oh, dude, you guys feel that heaviness? Dude, that yeah, yeah. Gravity get turned up bro. a little bit. Pesado, let me stop pesado with it. Um. Uh, I mean, you know, um, I think that the idea of, of, of predetermination is the um, is is a is a is a beautiful thing um, because we think that we are working at will and we are, we think that we are, uh, have the choice and then um, and then and then and then you know things happen to us and we think like why why me why me. Um, you know, the idea of predetermination, uh, you know, it means that we are doing exactly what we need to do at these moments at this time, right? Um, and, and so, for example, like, you know, these conversations might have already been had, but, you know, we are having them at the moment, and, and, and it's so beautiful. But, like, what if I was to say, like, you know what? It's over. Like, this podcast is over. And, and um, that would be me exercising my will. But who's to say that the predetermination didn't already was going to say that my energy was going to go in that direction or did my will actually make the change in the universe in the in the predetermined universe or what if at will existence is predetermined universe right what if our what if our will as existing beings is like the wave right the wave of water so think about when you're walking in water and you step forward and it goes there's like waves like an echo so what if we were to say the first thing, and that is the path of predetermination? Um, who knows, man? And but you know, I I think that our existence is beautiful uh, and ugly at the same time. And uh, but you know, if you, I always like to think about it from the point of view of like a god, right? Or not, or not God and God themselves, or God itself. But like goddesses are. Sure okay. Oh yeah. Or, or, <laughs> you know, it's funny because us human beings love to humanize um, these, yeah. these 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 uh, mysterious uh, things. Um, 
So like, I always like to make the the um, the, the the example of Thanos, right? Thanos in the in the X Men and the, the Marvel Universe was just like you know y'all are bugging and we need to like get rid of half of y'all so that the Earth can grow and be beautiful again. And so he was just like you know wanting to like do that, make that change. And so like you know you know Earth is Thanos. You know when Earth wants to just exist in its beauty, you know it's just like you know ther- tornadoes and hurricanes are part of its beauty. That that's like the Earth putting makeup on on a regular day. And us, you know, hormigas of this planet are just like, no, don't do that. And so, like, um, for me, like, it's like um, our will is is maybe possibly the echo of our predetermined existence. I don't know, homie. I don't know if that answers kind of, but, like, I, I wish that I could, you know, so I, I think that certain people can see the future. And I totally believe in psychics and future people who can see the future. And um, and maybe that's what they see when they think about the future of your existence, like tarot cards, right? It's like you are going to make this echo and I can already see what's going to happen in the future of that echo that you've created, of the wave and the water that you've created. And when you think about, when we talk about cellular molecules and, and our structures and that kind of stuff, us making waves and that's how we exist, solid matter on the planet, then some people can actually see those waves. And I believe that like people, especially like, uh, you know, like uh, curanderos and, 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 and people who are uh, uh, shamans, they're able to see those waves, the ripples in time, uh, whether they are predetermined or whether they are will. But either way, it's kind of like you are shaping that with the way that you're moving. It's crazy. It's a crazy. Idea. And then to make it think like we talk about water and the waves of water, like, you know, 80 percent of our body is water. So like we are in our bodies. We have what the earth is like part of. You said wavy, bro. <laughs> ride the wave, your gut wave. Well, whether it is free will or is predetermined, one thing is for sure: we just wrote this fire-ass skit that we are gonna play right now. Hey, yo! Put that stuff up, man. The medium will be here any minute now. Yo, I'm sure that sketchy motherfucker be smoking too. I can't believe you're serious about doing this. I don't even believe in any of this hocus pocus shit. It's not hocus pocus. It's a seance. And the medium came highly recommended. Highly recommended? Or highly discounted? Who cares? You got a better idea on how we can find out where Teocolas hid the keys to the storage unit? Hey man, don't forget my instruments are in that storage unit too. I just don't know if a medium we found on Facebook Marketplace is the way to reach the Ocolas. Can pass descanse. Well, we have some good paying gigs lined up, and unless we find those keys, we are totally fucked. Oh shit, I think that's him. If he fucking murders us, I'm going to kill you. Shut up, dude. He'll fucking hear you and put a spell on us or something. Just open the door so we can get this over with. Good evening. Buenas tardes. I am Don Juin. Don Jalamelwin. I am a medium for La Virgen de Guadalupe Street. Where can I hang my cape? Mi capa. Where can I hang it? Thank you for coming. I'll take your cape. Is that a bedazzled bathroom? Shut the fuck up, dude. Um, Don Juin, can I get you something to drink? Certainly. I'll take a topo chico with a squirt of lima, port of a palo al sul, and 
pickled tamarindo seeds. Muchas gracias, amigo. Yeah, sorry, Don Win. All we got is H-E-B sparkling water or the manguera. Take your pick. Neither, thank you. I still have half a cup of my Bill Miller sweet tea. If you don't mind, Don Win, we'd like to get started as soon as possible. We got some work to do and we need some information from our deceased uncle. Ah, yes, your Tio Culo. Mm -hmm. uh, tio Colas, actually. Oh, right. Tio Colas. Well, at least we know he's not psychic. Shh, dude, I'm serious. Stop fucking around. Take this serious. We're ready to get started. What do you need us to do? Well, under normal circumstances, we would gather in a party of eight or so more. But due to COVID, we can only have a small group. A trifecta, if you will. Now, please, have a seat. Take off your shoes. Uh, Wait a minute. What? Okay, please, remove your shoes and socks. In normal times, we would need to hold hands. But since we don't want to spread the germs, we won't be holding hands. What's that got to do with the socks and shoes? Everyone, please, air out your feet. Spread your toes and lock them as if you are making a zipper. Ayo, hey, this man can't be serious. Shh. Bro, chill. We're already here. Let's just get this over with. Fine, whatever. Y'all sus as fuck, though. Let us begin. First, we must set a barrier of sal. That is salt in English between us and the spirit realm. That way, they can communicate, but not cruzar into our world. Neste mundo. Hey, this man spilled salt all over my floor. Ya no se echó la sal, wey. Will you shut up, man? We do not want to invite the spirits into our world, or we can face grave danger. Please, por favor, let me do my job. Just hurry up. My toes is getting sweaty. Tio Colas. We call on your spirit to guide us to the answers we are looking for. You, please, may I have the item of the deceased? Yes, sir, here you go. He didn't own much, but we do have this handmade roach clip. He used it for years. It's made of javelina hoofs and baby squab feathers. Hmm, very well. Tio Colas, your nephews come to you in search of answers. Please join us in the land of the living and make your presence known. Uh, nothing's happening. Please, please have faith and try your best to concentrate, mijo. Enfócate. We don't want to anger the spirits. Do you guys hear that? Hear what? Shh! It's coming from inside the house. Tio Colas. Tio Colas. 
If you are with us, give us a sign, please. Help us feel your presence so we can... Do you guys hear those footsteps? Oh, what shit. the fuck? It has begun. Hurry. We have a small window of time. You must act now and ask your questions. Hurry. Ask him, dude. You ask him. I'm kind of shook, to be honest. Motherfucker, this was your idea. Don't win. I don't think we want to proceed. Are we able to make it stop? Ah! <laughs> I knew this was a bad idea. I think we fucked up. We shouldn't be messing with the spirit world. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please compose yourself. Please, calmate, calmate, por favor. Quickly, ask your questions so we can finish the seance. Fine, I'll do it. Um, Tio Colas, it's your least favorite nephew. Sorry to interrupt your eternal slumber, but um, we need to know where did you put the keys to the storage unit? What the fuck? Yo! What the fuck? He is crossing over. He is passing. We must end the seance now. Quick! Quick! Unlock your toes! Viogolas, we command you to return to your resting place. Your presence is no longer needed. In the name of La Virgen de Guadalupe Street, I command you to leave the land of the living. Is it done? Is it over? Is Tio Colas gone? Tio Colas, if you are still with us, give us a sign. Tio Colas? Hello? Tio Colas has left to rest once again. <sighs> Praise Jah. <laughs> Man, I was a little shook there for a second. Yo, for real. Definitely won't forget this experience. I hope you have benefited from the ceremony. Now, will that be cash? Or I also take Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, or even Zelle. Yo. Ah! Yo, man, fuck this shit. I'm fucking out of here. Oh, roach clips. Oh, shit. Lewis, what are you doing here? How long have you been here? Long enough to smoke that half a joint art left in the other room. Why does it smell like feet in here? So that was you banging on the door and moaning? Yeah. I was looking for the roach clips. It's burning my fingers. Oh yeah, by the way, I broke one of your glasses in the kitchen. It's dark and I knocked it over. I hope you're happy, Flip. Now we got no keys, no answer, and Lewis smoked all of our weed. Last time I ever take suggestions from idiots on Facebook. What the hell are you even doing here, Lewis? Came to drop off the keys to the storage unit. Theo Colas told me to give it to you guys. Then I got high. Remember all those roach clips? My fingers are burning. You see? The guy was a phony. You played yourself. Yo, chill. Play as fuck up. I grew up a screw up. Hard knock life shit, know what I mean? In case anybody cares, I put the roach down. 
can't hold it anymore. Shut the fuck up, Lewis. Thanks for smoking up the last of our weed. Don't suppose you got any cash to put you in for another bag, do you? Just give us the keys and get the fuck out of here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. What the fuck was that? Did that Don Ween guy leave? Look, the accordion is on the floor. That's the Ocola's accordion. How did it fall? It was in the closet on the top shelf. Am I high right now? Or do I hear some totally legit ghost sounds? Oh shit, look, the accordion. It's floating. More. Good more. There it is! Oh yes, <laughs> man, Joaquin, you're crazy. That was Dude. such a great interview, and that skit was amazing. Uh, so many thanks and adorations for Joaquin. You're such an inspiration, man. It was so much fun to just be on the phone with you and uh, talk about the skit. We came up with the name of the characters, and he helped out tremendously. Just like uh, Craw did. Shout out to Craw on the past episode for the zoom thing like yeah I, you know it was the it was the intel that they were able to provide me that was able to help us write the skit so man joaquin you're an amazing person thank you so much for for being a part of the podcast i hope you had fun and it was a fun one for us too we've never Dude, designed yeah. a set like that shout out to sarah for the amazing set design and uh and all the cool conversations we had man like i feel like we barely even talked but it was so great. Like, it's yeah. just, just so, it's so awesome to hear that dude talk and just pick his brain. So, shout out to Joaquin. Felipe, what is the word of the day? It's rasquache. Rasquache. Rasquache is the English form of the Spanish term rasquache. <laughs> it's of the Nahual origin. It originally had a negative connotation in Mexico. It was used to describe anything like lower class, impoverished. But it was recontextualized by the Mexican and Chicano arts movement. Uh, the word was transformed to describe a specific artistic aesthetic, rasquachismo, suited to overcoming material and professional limitations faced by artists in the movement. It, it's the view of the underdog, which combines inventiveness with the survivalist attitude, rasquache. It's also like MacGyvering. Ghetto rigging, Chicano ingenuity, rasquache. Rasquache. So if I had to use it in a sentence, it'd be like, hey, I broke the bong. Okay, I'll make a rasquache one. I'm going to need a plastic bottle, a pen, and some foil. <laughs> rasquache. And I really wanted to use that word for Joaquin's episode because, number one, I learned it from him. And um, I feel like we've had so many rasquacha moments on stage where we've had to just make do and just, you know, every time, even with this podcast, like, yeah, we always just try our hardest and we just try to work with what we have. Yes, and that's, sir. that's the musician um, attitude, right? Hell so yeah. We keep thriving, keep thriving, keep being rasquacha. Um, are you watching anything cool, man? Anything you want to put the people on to? Um, actually... I've been watching some cheesy movies. I watched that one, uh, Hubie Halloween, with Adam Sandler. That's pretty funny. Hmm, it's kind of like classic, 
but it's a new movie, but it has all the elements of his older movies. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to check that one out. Um, I, I just saw something that was so fantastic. Um, it's li- it, it just came out maybe about a month and a half ago. But that new South Park uh, pandemic special. Oh, I heard about holy that. Holy shit, dude. I like, this is a hack, you guys. You can just go to HBO and get yourself a seven-day free trial. And then just, like, watch that. That's, like, seriously all you need to watch on HBO. Watch that. And, man, it like, nobody puts things into perspective quite like South Park. You know, since I was yeah. a kid, man, like watching the South Park movie, just like a little kid, just like shut your fucking face, I'll come back out. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> oh, yo, man. that shit, like that shit, like just taught me so much about life. And Dude. of course, South Park would have to put everything into perspective for us. It was fantastic. That's freaking funny. Yeah, I really loved it. Um, what about some local music? Is there anybody you want to suggest to the folks? Anybody you see making a little splishy splash? I do want to mention. Uh, studio okay. here in San Antonio, uh-huh. Matador, Matador, Matador Studio here in San Antonio, man. They they've been doing it for for some time. They've recorded tons of great San Antonio artists, yeah. San Antonio bands, including Nahuatlatos. Mm-hmm. We did the second album, Hamas Inquieto Resistenia. And actually, I had a project that I recorded with them uh, a couple years ago, or maybe a little over a year ago. Uh, we were called Monta Vista, mm-hmm. and did some indie tracks with them, but. I know you recorded there as well, right? Yes, I, we did the Radio Tierra album in one day. <laughs> yeah. One fucking day, man. It was crazy. Wow, the whole album the in whole one day? Album. I mean, we went back one more time to do, like, some vocals for Ariel, I think. But Wow, that's amazing. Was, cause that's and, a some, good, and some, like, bass, too. That's, but. like, a good-sized album. I mean, like, uh, the length is yeah. a full album. It was, to like, a seven-hour day. day. Seven-hour day, man. That's good work. Knock that shit out. Yeah, dude. Because, you know... BC, it was kind of hard to get everybody to like one thing because one person's doing over here, one person's over there, one person's doing this and this and that. So it's hard to, to like, to be, even now, it's hard to come together. But in those times, it was definitely even harder to like. And as a matter of fact, like, we like came in, laid the, laid the bones, and some people left, some people came back. You know what I mean? It was just, it was a hectic day, but it was good, man. I fucking, you know, I love, I love Matador. So yeah, actually, yeah. actually, I was just there with Ariel. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I was just there with Luis. And we recorded a song called Five Second Dance Party that's coming out very soon, I hope. I think it's going to come out on his distribution, on Silencio's distribution. Um, but yeah, uh, Matador, man, they're awesome. Uh, one person I did want to give a little bit of light to is the homie Karen Sol. Uh, she is the guitarist for Mirame. She actually just started a solo, uh, like, indie hip-hop type of thing. And I just saw a few teasers that she's been dropping, and it looks pretty cool, man. Like, I saw her on stage. We've played with her with Radio Tierra and and Mirame. Um, But I saw her on stage this one time, and she was, like, doing guitar solos, and she was rapping at the same time. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, wow. I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Like... Just how does your mind work? Like that's just you know the, the, the dexterity that it takes to do all that shit is just is mind blowing. So shout out to her. She goes by K Soul. Um, look her up online. She's awesome, man. She's she's about to be getting ready to do some big things. Badass. So um, do you have any final words? Anything you wanna get Lay it on me, man. What you got? Well, being that these are some very strange times. Uh, some people have it really good, and some people have it really bad. But the powers of karma will always deliver. We all have fears, anxieties, and doubt. As Kanye said, the people highs up have the lowest self-esteem. The prettiest people do the ugliest thing. 
We are all in the same simulation together, folks. Try not to be an asshole to one another. The fact is, we are all weird. Find someone who's weird you can handle. And by God, man, if you do, never let go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let me hear you shout out a badass woman, man. Who you got? Man, I know we really want to shout out Diana Abrego, That's which is right. Joaquin's mother. That is right, Diana Abrego. She is always a warm host whenever we're in Del Rio. She takes us to San Felipe Creek. Oh, man, I love it there. Beautiful waters, beautiful waters. Her and Raul Abrego as well. That's Joaquin's dad. Um, they've always been so good to us, so full of humor. She's got amazing stories. Uh, she just has, like, infinite knowledge, and she can just, like, you can sit there and have a beer with her and just listen to her talk all night. She really is fantastic. And um, uh, speaking of, she actually taught me a word, right? And it's now a new trigger for me whenever I hear it, but it's the word don, right? And me being from Mexico, don has a completely different meaning than what she told me. And uh, she was like, she was like, mijo, what you do on stage when you're rapping, that's your don. And I was like, what do you mean? What does don mean? She's like, it's, it's your thing. It's your calling. It's your passion. It's, the, it's your talent. It's the thing that you do, um, you know, to give, your, to, to give your life fulfillment and to enrich others' lives. And right. I was like, holy shit. That is incredible. Diana, thank you so much for teaching me that. And I'm sure that I have lots more to learn from you. Uh, definitely looking forward to the next time we can go back to Del Rio and chill once all this shit blows over. But until now, until then... Diana, we love you. Thank you for giving us Joaquin. He definitely changed my life. I'm sure yours yes, as well. Absolutely. Tremendously. And what he's done for the scene has been amazing. So you should be very proud. And we know that you are. And we love him and we love you and Raul and everybody. All the Abregos. All those Nahualatos. Everybody. It's all love. And what? Peace. Peace.